Everyone needs to feel in control. We want to have control of our bodies, and we want to have control over our feelings to feel in control of our decision making. Just think about all the challenges in your life and what would be helpful for you to deal with them. You're listening to Wellbeing in Sync. I'm B. Harris. I'm a psychologist. These series podcasts are about helping you with that, building your resilience and giving you the tools to take on the challenges. Hi, I'm back. I'm going to talk about something that some people are feeling and maybe we're not paying enough attention to because we're, there are so many families struggling with being together and working on things together. But maybe I want to spend a little time on what it means to spend so much time alone. And spending so much time alone isn't easy. I actually spend a, a lot of time alone. And I think about what it is that's changed and what needs of mine have really been intruded in on by this experience and how it's affecting me. Now, a lot of people think that alone means loneliness. It really doesn't. Uh, it's something I, if I have the opportunity, I always like to correct for people. Because the truth is, uh, even in normal, the best of times, um, pre all of this disaster that's taking place, there, most people who are lonely really are uh, younger people. I know they think it's all us older folks that are lonely. But loneliness isn't about uh, not having people around you. It's really about, because that's really being socially isolated. Loneliness is really the longing to have uh, someone understand what matters to you and have, uh, you can call it a quality talk or talks that really go to places that are enriching or that most matter to you. It could be something you're really interested in. It could be ideas, you know, that really matters. Maybe that's where food for thought really came for, uh, from in us. I know that matters a lot to me. I call it um, kind of emotional resonance when I'm sharing with others, when I'm working on and sharing challenge with them, I feel a bond and connection to them. So the sharing of ideas sometimes, this is in, even though it sounds like it's intellectual, it's not really. Uh, there could be the sharing of interest of fixing engines or cars or sports or there's something that goes on in that that we resonate with each other just as though we were singing together and we were in harmony. We have to pay attention to that, that uh, these exchanges uh, where we were meeting each other and having these spontaneous conversations were stirring up lots of things in, in us that were beyond our understanding. So when we talk about I'm not seeing each other or spending time face-to-face -face the way I used to. We have to think about all the needs that that supported. And maybe it doesn't really work online. It could for some if you really are comfortable with being intimate with each other face-to-face -face online. Maybe it'll help. 
But there are a lot of other things that go on when we're in each other's presence. People give off feelings. Um, we have a sense of each other. Um, we see each, we see sometimes what people are feeling without our awareness. Maybe that sounds weird, but we're really pretty sophisticated in picking up a lot of information that comes from another person other than what they tell us. So there's a richness in the exchange when we're face to face. Um, that's what we call the quality of a relationship, this feeling of being heard and seen and felt and, you know, the way people like concerts. There's a, a joy in sharing music, isn't there? When you think about that, really, there's a lot of what happens, the resonance that happens when we share that kind of experience that happens when we're face to face. That's the thing that's missing when I talk about the time alone. So we have to be purposeful. We, we, we can't just hang out and wait for all of this to be over. I have to look for it. So maybe now you have to pay attention. Are there certain people you really love talking to? And not just because you're chatting or you're talking about sports. Don't think about the conversations, but think about what it is that you love uh, about those conversations, those exchanges. And then seek it out. That means you're going to have to call up or reach out. Even at work, I have special people that I love talking to about certain things. It makes a big difference to me. I find I have a burst of energy after. And I think, you know what? It's a lot more fun than taking a nap, really. Maybe when sports comes back, we'll have different feelings uh, online and what we're watching. Because somewhere when we're watching sports uh, on TV, we're really sharing it with lots of other people. Um, the way we share when we're watching concerts. Um, let me mention a couple other things that's really missing. And it's really uh, factual. It's touch. Um, we all know that uh, we're missing hugs. We know what we're, we've been doing, or the high fives, or the casual pat on the shoulder, or the touch on the arm when somebody's talking about something that really resonates with us. Those are casual communions with each other. They have great power psychologically and actually in your body chemistry. It's not just a little, an extra or something that uh, doesn't really matter. It really matters physiologically. Uh, the truth is that's been true ever since you were born, really, the power of touch. Let me just tell you a fact that's kind of interesting. When, you know, the body takes in a lot of information, the senses, through the senses every second, takes in like 11 million bits of information per second. It's not all conscious. Uh, consciousness only has about 15 to 30 bits. It's a big difference, isn't it? But let's just talk about how much comes in, information comes in. But obviously, the most of it comes in through your eyes. So out of 11 million bits, 10 million 
bits. Reason there's not numbers you have to memorize. I'm just saying, wow, out of all the information, most of it seems to come in through who you're seeing. So seeing somebody is a big deal. Now the next one that comes in, everybody always thinks it's hearing. It's not. It's touch. Out of eleven million bits, ten million seeing, one million is through touch. And then it goes down to, you know, these smaller amounts, like 200,000 for hearing. So just let's just think about what those numbers mean. That reality is touch is very important to our sense of the world and how we experience the world. You know, maybe that's what the feel of clothes means and uh, the feel of objects around you. So we're being deprived now. So uh, let me just say this that I, I always find sort of helps in this. Um, it's not like touching contact, but I sort of translate it and something I want you to think about. To me, that's what intimate conversation um, does. It is like touching someone, isn't it? So maybe what we have to think about is maybe this is a time to really practice being more open and really openly share with our friends. Uh, but it's a way to reach across the space. It's what I feel when I'm talking to you. Uh, it would be really, really wonderful if you were sitting across and you were talking back. I know that would be great for me. So. Just imagine that, and the way we make it happen is to start. Anyway, thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for the time today. We'll get through it. Bye.